0: Hey y'all and welcome to Money Over Mimosas. I'm doing something new and this is the first episode, so naturally, I'm the first guest. I've done a lot of pivoting and here I am again pivoting. But something I realized is that you will find that it is necessary To do it over and over again until you find yourself pivoting into your purpose. And so, here we are. I'm here. We're finally here. So, I'll introduce myself. My name is Christy Basket. I am a realtor in Metro Atlanta helping women, mostly who look like me, find their for now, forever, or for profit place in the real estate game. So, Wherever you are in the process, I am here to help, and I cannot wait. Um, as far as money over mimosas, I've been sitting on this for a while. Um, this was an idea that came to me many, many moons ago, and I actually gave the name to a woman that I worked with um, before I got licensed. Um and it was uh because I was like her office manager marketing manager, and we came I came up with this idea to tap in to like an event for millennials, trying to kind of bridge that gap and it didn't really go anywhere but i that name always stuck with me, so I kept it in my back pocket and i I bought the domain, I didn't know what I was gonna do with it and Sometimes it takes time to figure out what you're going to do or what God has in store for you. So yeah, I sat on it until one day, like a ton of bricks, literally this idea hit me to do a podcast centered on a safe space for women to talk about their dreams, their passions, their purpose, in life and the thing that we hate talking about and that's our financial responsibilities building wealth and as much as we talk about it on a surface level we don't really dive into the challenges and i felt like it was time i knew From day one for me, my business was supposed to be female forward, and that's my real estate business and any business I work in. It's always supposed to be about women. It will it is always about women. It will always be about women. And I know that now. And I knew this from the day I left getting my real estate license. And of course I did not listen. I was swayed to try and do things the way everyone does them, but I realized I'm not everybody and I can't do things the way everybody does. And I did find success doing it the way everyone does, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to find the greatest success of my life doing it this way. So here we are. And I wanted a safe space for women to talk about money, share their experiences, resources, and grow together and really figure this shit out. So I think that deserves a toast. And why not do it over something we absolutely love and that is mimosas. Now, I am having a mimosa light because I need to lose quite a bit of weight. So this is a mimosa light, and that is um, champagne hold the orange juice. I call that a mimosa light. Um, I don't know. Everyone has their name for it, but for me, it's the mimosa light. Um, But yeah, so that's how Money Over Mimosas was born. And I'm going to have lots of amazing guests for you who come on the show and share their experiences, and we're going to really talk about money in a way that I don't think I've heard or seen anybody talk about it, at least not for women. Not that there are different ways to talk about money, but there are, (laughs) to be quite frank. And so, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was befitting that I was the first guest, technically, because I want to introduce you all to this. And even though I don't have a physical guest with me today, I still am going to do the show as if I was the guest, as if I'm interviewing myself. So I'm going to still run through the format the way that I normally would and tackle some of the questions. They won't flow as well. But for the most part, I have the same questions for the guests and, you know, we'll get off track, I'm sure, (laughs) and answer other things in the process. But, so, welcome to Money Over Mimosas and I'm going to toast to myself. (laughs) Clink, 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 clink. And we'll, well, we'll use my nails because we don't have anyone to toast, so yeah so let's get into the questions. So, I wanna start off talking about my personal financial background, and it may be similar to a lot of women um who grew up in similar black backgrounds. Clearly, I'm a black woman. Um, I grew up in a very black family and we have a lot of similarities to other black families. Um, I grew up in a middle-class, working-class family, I'll say that. And we we always had enough, but we didn't have a lot. But we had enough. We We were doing well for where we are and that was kind of the consensus of everyone in my family my grandparents i grew up in a little bit of a tribe and everybody was there supporting each other and contributing so we never went without um i have the same kind of background as far as money i knew that you needed to get a good job make good money um But beyond that, I don't know that we even really talked about credit or savings or investments or anything like that. We never talked about any of that stuff. And honestly, it's because the ones who knew about it didn't think it was important enough to share. My grandmother has a very, I would say, impressive (laughs) financial portfolio, but... It's not anything she ever shown us. And it wasn't until I was probably 30 that she pulled me and my cousin. My cousin is three years older than me. So I was about 30 or 32 that she pulled us aside and was like, well, we need to go and start you a retirement account or an investment fund. And I think not that that's too late, but at that point, I already knew about it. (laughs) So it was like. You know, But for me, that has given me a more complex relationship with money because even though I have enough, I'm always spending. I don't save enough. I don't invest enough. And I know that that's something I need to be better at and get more of a handle around. So would I say that that is a driver for why i've chosen to pursue my current profession um not really the money aspect was a part of the reason why i chose my career to begin with i majored in fashion merchandising and instead of pursuing the more creative aspect which was more me the design the buying routes i Opted into retail management and customer service, something I am very well versed in and I enjoy. I love working with people um, and helping them. I wouldn't say I'm a people person or an extrovert, but I love helping people one on one and. Getting into real estate was kind of the opposite for me because. I knew there was potential to make a lot of money, but. The security is a lot different than working in <laughs> every day, day to day job. Um, you know, your check is coming on the first and 15th or every two weeks, so you know, whatever pay scale you want. But real estate is not like that, it's a hundred percent commission based. Most of your marketing is on you, getting your clients is on you, and so I can't say that I ever initially got into it solely um for the money the driver was that i was good at it and i enjoyed helping people in this way i always loved the part of customer service where i could help people and make their day and i found that in real estate i was able to do the same thing i was able to connect with people and help walk them through one of the most stressful processes for a lot of them especially for black people like me because they just don't know what they don't know and when you don't know a process is 10 times more complicated harder and scarier than you could ever imagine so i would say that was my biggest driver and it was the catalyst for me to pivot um when I made the jump into being a full-time realtor and getting my license, I was an assistant. I worked as essentially like an operations and marketing manager for an agent, and she was great. And she saw the natural talent in me to be helpful to clients and to people, especially, People who needed a little bit more hand-holding, who needed a little bit more um, positive affirmation, more inspiration. And I know those things don't seem like something that you need, but a lot of people need that, especially in these processes. And it makes for kind of a lane for people like me who are more introverted and value relationships over everything. Relationships are my number one thing. I value relationships more than I value money or anything. I'm going to nurture and maintain my relationships that are important to me. So I think that was my biggest pivot. And the potential to build a lot of wealth also was there, but it wasn't the biggest driver. But I saw the potential to obtain wealth in a way here, in a way that I couldn't anywhere else because I can control my destiny as far as how much I make or don't make. It's up to me. So um, I would say some of, from there, some of my biggest financial hurdles were the management of the money piece, y'all. Because there are times where you won't make a fucking dime <laughs> for months, four months, you won't make a fucking dime, and it's rough, and then there'll be months where you might make fifty thousand dollars. I remember my first commission check was like fifty five thousand dollars on one sale, y'all. And Having access to that kind of money without the skill to manage or know what to do with it is wild. So my biggest financial hurdle was that because then you have to learn to make that money stretch and I did for a while and make smart decisions and good decisions and I had to learn that shit on the fly and it was rough. It is doable, but it is rough. And so that's kind of why I started this because you just don't know what you don't know. And you think you may be the only person going through this, but baby, trust me, you are not. We are all going through this. It's rough, but it's doable. So with that, I feel like I'm happy to be doing something that I love and enjoy now and gives me the freedom to do lots of things I love and enjoy. I'm a multi-hyphenate. So I have lots of passions and things that I'm great at and that I love. And so it gives me the freedom to do that. But I have certainly been in positions where I have sacrificed my passion and purpose for the pursuit of finances. And that have not even always been successful. When I first started in my career out of college, I was making more money than my mom. (laughs) I was making more money than my mom. And I was making more money than she had possibly ever made. And that seemed like enough, but I was absolutely not happy. I remember... By the second time, I remember by week two of clocking in in my job, I was like, I just know I'm not supposed to do this every day. (laughs) I'm supposed to do this every day. I'm supposed to come here every day and do this. I was like, nah. I know that's not what God got for me. This is not what God wants me to get up and do every single day for the next. 20 or 30 years? You watch your fucking mind. I'm not doing that. So I already knew two weeks in, this was not going to work. And I knew that, no, I shouldn't have, I should have went after what I was passionate about then and I did not. And it made me feel annoyed and sick. And I knew I had to do something about it. The first part was getting a transfer up out of there because I was in a part I was in a place where I couldn't eat it. So I had to get to Atlanta first and from there I did a lot more pivoting. But God worked it out because I ended up working at a a store that was closing and they gave us the option to either take a severance or transfer. And I took the severance because I was like, fuck y'all, I'm out of here. So that's that helped me pivot and the ability to get on unemployment for a while while i figured out my things and i did and i got more on track i started a vintage boutique because that was something i was obsessed with but i just did not see it through and so my advice for someone who is in a similar situation is that have faith and God, work on your plan, and recognize your passion, and just keep going, because eventually God will work it out. God will give you what you need to get where you're going to go, and 10 years later, I was in a whole nother career, so <laughs> it took some time, but I'm here, And I like I said, I seen the most money I ever saw in my life, so it was worth it. Um, so yeah. I ran through this a lot quicker because it's just me, but um, my next segment is all the money in the world. And this is where I wanna examine if there was no limit on money. I had all the money in the world. There, money was no object, doesn't matter. I wanna talk about the five things that I would still do even if money was no object. So number one, I'ma just get straight into this, thrifting. I absolutely love to thrift love a deal love a bargain love love quality pieces love unique fun interesting finds i love flipping revamping is one of my favorite things to do so i don't care if it's a billion dollars in my account tomorrow i'm going thrifting and that's just that this shirt is thrifted estate sales all that absolutely going don't care um Beauty Supply earrings. I don't care how much money I got, y'all. I'm always going to the Beauty Supply store and buying me some forty nine earrings, such as these, my bamboos. I'm not spending money on earrings, y'all, because I lose them like crazy. I have a pair of diamond studs, and they be falling out. I just take them out because I can't keep up with them. I don't have time... I need to either get some with some locks on the back or something, but I cannot keep up with earrings, y'all, so beauty supply story rings. Always. Always going to the beauty supply, period. I don't care how much money I got. I'm going to the beauty supply. That's just that. Um... And this is not good, but top ramen. <laughs> I'm going to always eat me some top ramen. I'm going to say comfort food, top ramen, or struggle food, top ramen. I would probably still eat a fried bologna sandwich, even though I have not eaten one of those and God knows when. I don't know last time I ate a piece of bologna, but I ain't going to lie, I would still probably fuck one up right now. Um... All my southern comfort food that people be turning their nose up at. Chitlins, all that stuff. pig feet, all the stuff. My mama be cooking neck bones. I'm still eating that. And the bougie chef just going to have to figure out how to make it. Because that's absolutely going to happen. And oh, what else? Um, that was, that was four. Something I absolutely will not stop doing. Mm. Mm. I don't know probably still using hotels.com or something I don't know (laughs) that last one I don't know what it would be I'm still you know gonna drink my Proseccos oh that's it I to still drink me some LaMarca baby the LaMarca Prosecco is the girl and it will still be a staple and will forever be if y'all know y'all know it's the great I mean I drink a lot of different types of wines at different price points but that LaMarca Prosecco it's coming with me okay and that's that so All right, so to close this out, I like to I'm going to be ending every episode with a money mantra. Of course, the guests will give theirs um but I'm gonna give mine, and mine changes often um. And one that I'm really working on right now as I'm going through my mental things, one of the ones that I'm thinking about right now, and this is, cle- is going to be kind of ghetto, y'all, but my money mantra right now is make the money, don't let it make you. And this is a quote from... If you're familiar ronnie from the players club and honestly that mantra right now resonates with me because you're gonna go through a lot of ups and downs in life and you're gonna be up you're gonna be high money's gonna be great everything's gonna be wonderful And then it's going to be some times where it ain't no money. And if you're not comfortable in who you are as a person, if you're not good to people, if you're not good to yourself and you think that money is your greatest asset and what makes you valuable, or if that is what makes you valuable to people, then you really don't have any value at all. So... In the words of the great philosopher, Ronnie, make the money, don't let it make it. So that's my money mantra. And with that, we are gonna close out. Thank y'all for joining me for this first little teaser introduction episode of Money Over Mimosas. I hope you found this joyful and enlightening and fun. And I can't wait to have guests on. I have some amazing guests lined up for you all coming up soon. So yeah, we're going to toast to great things. Make sure y'all subscribe wherever you're consuming this and be prepared for great episodes to come. So I will see y'all next time. Clink, 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 cheers.